the case for autonomous agents. This is what we'll be discussing in today's episode. So, like most, a lot of people have been putting on the internet about ChatGPT and how it's going to disrupt and change the world. How AI is going to replace our jobs. I think what's going to happen in the next five years is we'll have our own personal assistant. And I already actually have a couple of them. And I call them internal agents. So an internal agent is someone who you go to. And this person is a digital entity. And they could be a software engineer, a product developer. And you basically take this large language model and you feed it existing data that you're working on and then you give it an identity. That is, to me, is an internal agent. So someone comes to me and like, we'll need to hire a UX designer. We'll need to hire a product manager to do this. And I'm saying, no, you don't. You don't need to do that at all. Just do it yourself. Just hot, just uh, create an internal agent. That's what I've been saying. So it all comes down to having good and thoughtful prompts. You have to be able to give a good prompt and you have to know the right questions to ask. If you don't know the right questions to ask, you're not going to be able to find an answer and you're going to be frustrated. So that leads with creating a identity. So for a software engineer, you can create this identity where the software engineer asks you questions. And so now the identity is asking you questions and you can give it a goal of creating an app that scrapes a images from a website. So you don't have a coding background, but it asks you questions on do this, do that, you know, um, where am I going? What am I doing? And you basically answer these questions. And after it will give you the code, and it will give you step-by-step -step direction because you told it initially what to do. So that is an internal agent. Now, Max, you're asking me, what about an external agent? That's a great question. So an external agent is the reverse. So this is where they're designed to validate your customer needs and perform user persona research. So currently in the states of agents, internal agent and external agents, we are not at the cusp of autonomous agents yet. But the moment we do reach autonomous agents is the moment that the workforce will be halved. That is when people will wake up and realize, wow, this is crazy. And we are getting close to that. It, it is possible to create them now. You just have to have a level of sophistication of understanding to develop that. So this comes down to a concept called AutoGPT. It's a repo that's on GitHub, and it takes this input, this output, this input that you give on ChatGPT, where you get, it's like a text message, and it, and it automates it in an essence. So instead of giving it a message like, um, what is five plus five equal? And then it gives you a single response, which is 10. You would give it a goal. So I want to give it a goal of finding me all of the best, the best recipe that is new and original to post about on social media for Labor Day. 
I don't even know if a good recipe exists on Labor Day. But it's going to scour the internet. And it's going to look. And it's going to find recipes that are relevant with keywords that incorporate the word Labor Day exclusively on the internet. It's going to crawl that. It's going to find me a list. It's going to look at things with books, with mentions of this would be good for Labor Day. And it's going to basically create an original recipe. That is what an AutoGPT is. And that's an agent. So... The thing with that, though, is that agent does not have the pre-existing knowledge that you want to give it beforehand, right? You sure you're giving it goals, like do this, do that, do this, but you need to give it knowledge, like like what is it looking for exactly um, within your pre-existing database? And from there, we can then turn back the clock and really get more time back in our day by allowing this entity to really maximize our productivity because once it is able to do that it's just sitting back and relaxing so a good instance of an internal agent that is autonomous is having the agent you give it a goal of posting social media on your linkedin and it has to only post drafts it doesn't publish it because you need to have a system of checks and balances to peer review it right so you tell it to create five drafts you know, every week, which is not a lot. So you do five drafts every week and you have an, like a peer reviewer. That could be me, that could be someone, right? And they look at it and they're like, this is good, I don't like this. So if the ones that you don't like, you have, uh, you have the entity create a new one, right? So we do that, great. So that in essence is an autonomous internal agent. It's connecting all the pipes and doing all that. The internal agent that's right now with AutoGPT, it, it, it right now it necessarily will not connect to LinkedIn and um, create original unique content because it doesn't it, it, it's not like a fully fledged product. It's just doing a, a small scaled down thing. But there will be someone or something in the near future that will be able to unlock this. And I know that they're already being worked on at Stanford. Stanford has a lab called Autonomous Agents. And they're doing the exact research that I described. They're creating internal and internal agents and external agents. They're not using those words, but they're a little bit more sophisticated than that. And they're really understanding the semantics of language and breaking it down. I find it very fascinating. It's super cool. And this is a lot of this is quite over my head, but these individuals, they all have PhDs. They're the smartest minds. They're looking into statistics of different things, good actors, bad actors, and how to detect if one is good and one's bad with language. It's very interesting. So let's get back into the benefits. What are the benefits of an internal agent? So efficiency. So it can auto automate repetitive tasks like the LinkedIn, right? It can expedite processes, increase productivity, expertise. They can provide specialized knowledge and insights, helping businesses and they can make informed decisions and they can optimize your operations. Collaboration and scalability. These are two other things that are very good for it. You can collaborate alongside human employees and they can complement their skills. So you're in a, you're in a Teams meeting or a Google Meets 
and you can have the you can use Otter AI and you can get all of the uh, transcripts and you can pull it and have uh, the internal agent be fed this information and now it's being updated new information da 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 da, da right so from there now the agent has more information they, it could it could then be provided more insight into the conversation what about an external agent so an external agent what are benefits for that customer insights market validation it can be tailored and personalized for marketing and sales efforts cost effectiveness so rather than paying like business developer and all that stuff you can now have a prompt engineer and we actually hired a prompt engineer for our company i i'm very proud of that i i trained that guy up i told him all about various types of prompts that includes one shop prompt where you give a single input like with ChatGPT, multi-shop prompt that's a series of instructions auto gpt you know we previously mentioned that with the autumn with the more dynamic interactive experiences so there's varying varying techniques with it and it, the more context you provide in terms of the prompt the better the result so in terms of the workforce, the workforce will be more defined. It will be shifted. People are not necessarily going to lose their jobs, but the jobs will be different. So take, for example, the grocery store. People would check out at the conveyor belt, the lane. <laughs> the conveyor belt's funny. The, uh, they would check out at the lane, but that's now shifting towards getting rid of the labor expenditure and they're having auto checkout, right? So instead of having like four or five different lanes, now you just have like one person and so you just got rid of your workforce by like 85% and now you're only paying for one head and you just have a bunch of cameras So with these machines. So the upfront cost is a lot of money, but after let's say maybe four or five years, it'll be paid off. So a lot of these guys are in the long run and it reduces the labor capital and you're able to save more money, have more profits. And that's the cool thing with AI. That's why I like it. I know I wouldn't call that AI. It's more like computer vision and, you know, just streamline the process. And then it's worth being thrown around a lot, <laughs> but Another good uh, example um, that we can look into is copywriting. So I see a lot of individuals blogging. I see a lot of those tasks being offshored by prompt engineers and the, a lot of the content like from uh, email marketing, a lot of that stuff will be uh, implemented by a few sentences and then the uh, Jasper AI or a different machine will produce that content. And that's already being done today. I know I can, you, you can just tell by the syntax. Like, like I'm not, I'm not sure if you have that, but like, I just have like a feeling if, if like you can, if like you can feel their content is real or not, just based off of like the past historical content they, they have been producing. Like you can just feel the passion and the energy. And I feel 
you can tell by this based off the level of vulnerability. The more vulnerable someone is, um, I feel that displays true authenticity. And if they're not as vulnerable, and you, you could be vulnerable. I will say that you could be vulnerable and still use uh, AI or you could use, you know, some bots. But the thing is, though, you, you could still tell to some degree. But, I mean, it will help individuals that don't have strong English skills uh, communicate better, which is good. So that's a very good thing. So, like, if you're talking on Alibaba and you're talking with an individual overseas, they don't have any English skills, when you type a message, it can get converted to Chinese and it'll be a long prompt, which would be really cool. That will happen. I'm excited for that because that would open up the field for a lot of individuals that don't already speak English because that's the language of commerce. So that is very exciting. That would allow, that would open the barrier of entry. Like I saw, like, I think it was last week, Apple is now opening up like some of their first stores in India. That is insane. That's a new market for Apple. That's like 2 billion people. And <coughs> they have two new stores there. So that's, that is amazing. I'm very proud of that, that they're starting to go global. Um, so that's, that's amazing how they're opening up their footprint. Um, so overall, I think that we should, as individuals that are fearful for AI, we should learn. We should learn prompt engineering and how to better ask questions. Being able to ask the right questions is hard. You can ask good questions, but is it the right question? And that comes with an, a level of understanding of different topics. You have to combine different specialties to form a good question. So you have expertise in architecture, archaeology, um, you know, 3D printing, and you and you can like reference, you know, your experience working on that, <laughs> and you can like think of the feasibility, like is it possible? Um, 3D printing, you know, a skit, like a, like a, uh, like a, uh, what is it? Like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, uh, head that we found on this archaeological site. Is it possible to, to, uh, 3D print that, you know, in a little bit? And me having experience, I could be like, yeah, that's, 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 that's 100% doable. And I could tell them, you know what, even better, we can get it within a couple hours with um, not so much 3D printing, but we can model out and we can import it on the iOS app. So I have all these different experiences and I can give a better thoughtful uh, response. But going back to the question, I can, I can um, that person asked that question, I can ask that question to, to, a super, to the super intelligence and it will be able to find me a good response because I'm asking a better question with specific detail. Like, here's what I've done. Um, here's the feasibility of this. Here's this. And I can give it all the constraints because I understand the constraints. Um, so those individuals that have varying backgrounds are the ones that I think will be thriving. The entrepreneurs, they will be thriving on GPT. Content creators, thriving. Programmers, thriving. The endless opportunity on there 
is the beginning. We are in the era of blogging when it was just released in 03 and 04, and they just keep pushing out content. So these individuals that pushed out content in 03, 04, they're now working for New York Times, CNN. So if you really study this stuff in the next 10 years, you will be at the top level of prompt engineering you know, in this academia. You could be a head honcho at integrating, you know, their data with the with uh, the layer of GPT, and you know, create a natural language chatbot. That is what a lot of opportunities will have: natural language chatbot. And that is something I'm learning. I'm I'm excited for, and that is the future. Sure, it's not. Uh, you know, chain of thought, uh, multi-prompting, which is sort of like AutoGPT, but it is one-shot, which is still very impressive. One-shot prompting is uh, still, I, I think that's still, you know, very naive and baby-like beginning, but, you know, other people will think that's impressive. I, I think it's cool, but I'm not impressed by it. I, I'm impressed by the capability of having GPT do the work for you to such a high degree that you can just relax. <laughs> That's why Google likes to hire people that are lazy um, because they work smarter so then they can relax more. So that's the idea behind that. So those are, that's just some food for thought. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go take the day and uh, get back to Cone here, but I hope you enjoyed just some uh, food for thought on internal and external agents, and I will see you in another episode.